in working with the advocates for this legislation, it became very apparent that they wanted not only additional opportunities, but additional purpose. And this bill and the job opportunities that came with it provided that. All life has value, all life has purpose. And we needed to transition from individuals who were essentially previously stuck in the system to being gainfully employed and contributing members of society. Hi, I'm Torin Ecker, and this is, by the way, Did You Know? Where we break down laws and legislation you may not have heard of, but have a profound impact on our lives. So hey, by the way, did you know? This week, we're talking about meaningful employment for everyone in our Commonwealth. And I have a real special guest here today to talk about something that was passed a few years ago, really before even I got in the, into the legislature. But uh, it's something that is probably affecting your life or someone you know. And today we have uh, Speaker Brian Cutler with us. Thanks, Brian, for joining us. Thanks for having me. So today we're talking about, again, another bill that came in, was signed into law. This one, a bipartisan bill uh, that was signed into law called the Employment First Act. Brian, can you uh, explain to us what this bill is and or what this law is now and, and how it applies? to our daily lives. The Employment First law actually came about as a multi-part approach to increasing the availability of job openings for individuals with disabilities in the government sector. And it actually was the second bill in the package. Uh, Former Labor Committee Chairman Maury Gingrich actually had the first bill, which was called Employment First. And this uh, really just built upon that. Uh, What her bill did was put in place the structure by which the reporting could be done, and this bill looked to actually increase the number of opportunities based off of the reports and the information that we were gathering. Uh, One of the things that I was always raised to believe in and really has kind of been a guiding principle for me is, is you don't ask people to do things that you yourself aren't willing to do. And in this case, uh, you know, particularly in a very tight job market, as we saw prior Prior to the pandemic, uh, we needed to look at every individual, determine uh, their level of employability, determine their interests, and figure out exactly uh, where they would be best matched with those skill sets that they have. And we worked with Dr. Josie Badger, who has uh, become a close personal friend of mine, uh, because we've worked on many disability issues together. And she championed both the bill that Representative Gingrich and then myself ultimately did. And I worked with my counterpart on the Democratic aisle, Dan Miller, uh, was the co-prime sponsor on this bill. And this was really uh, one of the bills, and I think that it got very little attention, quite frankly, because it passed unanimously. You know, we worked it through the committee process. We worked it on the House floor, the Senate committee, Senate floor, went to the governor. We did have a huge bill signing. Uh, The governor did want to raise some of the public awareness about it. But unfortunately, sometimes the headlines, everybody works together to fix a problem, uh, isn't real appealing. And unfortunately, it may not have gotten the level of attention that, quite frankly, I think it deserved. Not because we were successful, but because of who it helps. And that for me has really been important going forward. We need to open up opportunities, both in terms of employment, professional growth and development. And uh, I think this bill was just a good starting point for that. 
Sure. And look, many folks know that I'm, you know, my wife is an autistic support teacher. She start, teaches them when they first enter the system with K-2. And so these issues are always been kind of, you know, really important to me and, and talking to my wife and, and understanding, you know, how important these folks are to our society and still can contribute to our society. Is there a reason why this, this issue was something that, that you took and, and decided to champion? Yes. I had worked with uh, Dr. Badger previously uh, on Maury's bill. Really, Josie's passion was contagious when it came to this issue. I've got several family members that have medical or mental health issues, and one of the problems that Josie raised to me, and it was a phrase that really stuck with me, and that was, we do a great job educating individuals in the K-12 through system, but then we essentially graduate them to the couch. As someone who believes that all life has value, all life has purpose, uh, I don't believe that simply graduating individuals to a couch fulfills either of those ideas. And so we worked with Dr. Badger to come up with this construct uh, and reporting. And quite frankly, we started with ourselves. We said we need to work with government in order to provide these opportunities. Uh, we had worked with the chief clerk uh, and explored some possibilities here in the House as well, uh, because for your listeners who might be unfamiliar, that the House is the legislative branch of government. The governor is the executive branch, and therefore the, the policies and procedures sometimes differ between the branches. But for us, this one was important, and we wanted to take a look at increasing those opportunities going forward. Uh, so it's just something that I've always been very passionate about, and I was very grateful that we were able to work it through the legislative process and ultimately have it signed by the governor. So this was signed in 2018, I believe, into law. It's now 2021. You know, where's the law now? How, how is it being played out practically? Yeah, on, on a practical level, the, the governors and the executive branch have increased opportunities, and we do get an annual report. And that's probably another good example, quite frankly, of what I'll call legislative follow-up. Oftentimes, when we pass laws like this previously, the law would be passed, people would say, we're done here, and they would move on. Uh, but this one was important to us that we would actually track the outcomes going forward. So we asked for an annual report to be produced. Uh, individuals can Google the Employment First uh, report, and they can find each year's update. Uh, but the bottom line is, is while it is improving, I always think we could do better. And speaking of my wife with folks with disabilities, especially those with autism, who can contribute usually to society after having great years of education. My wife, you know, we've had these conversations where she's she's hopeful that the, the traits and skills that she developed in kindergarten, first and second grade, then transcend to the next grade and then to the next grade so that eventually they can be contributing members of our society and hold a job and do things. And we, and we do things as a family, even with these folks still, and to see them be proud about going to work and, and, and being part of their community is really, really important to these folks. So giving them more opportunities is something that I think uh, this is something that's great. For more episodes of By the Way, Did You Know, visit repecker.com slash mypodcasts. And to check out all of our content, visit PAHouseGOP.com slash my podcast.